Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Maria Uther, and I'll be your host as we share our thoughts about Poker Face. If you haven't finished the first four episodes, save this episode for later and come back because we will be talking about spoilers. If this is your first time tuning into Temple of Geek Podcast, welcome. The Temple of Geek Podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by various geeks from the Temple of Geek team. Here we will cover all manner of geek and pop culture news and events. To our returning listeners, thank you for again for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. With me today are two special guests. Welcome to the podcast. Can you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners and tell me a little bit about yourself? Shiv, do you want to go first? Yeah. Hi, my name is Shiv. I am a TikTok content creator that talks about all things film and TV, but with a special focus on representation because I do believe it matters. Um, I am Indian and I like to focus a lot on South Asian stories and uh, a lot of upcoming movies and TV. Hi, I'm Ridley. Pretty similar to Shiv, I'm also a content creator on TikTok, and I like to talk about all things film and TV. Basically, whatever I'm watching, I'll usually be talking about it and just sharing my perspective. Um, I'm a huge Marvel fan as well, so I'll often be discussing things within the MCU, and also a focus on South Asian representation, as I am Indian. And I just love talking about what I watch online and connecting with others, so that's just what I'm here to do, and I'm really excited to be here to talk about Poker Face. Thank you guys for joining. They're both really great content creators. They love talking about movies and I love hearing their theories. Um, we're both, we're all really excited about Ryan Johnson's new show, Poker Face. Um, I really like it so far. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Red, do you want to go first? I'm, I think it's fine. I think the first episode, it started out really strong, but as we kept on going into it, it became a little bit slow for me it kind of it's kind of the same thing all over again just like different people in different places but there's not a lot of variety so far um in what we've seen so it kind of starts to get a little bit like boring at certain moments and I got taken out of it but I will say the main character is very entertaining to watch and she's probably carrying the entire show so far but I am excited to see where it goes I mean we're not even halfway through with the four episodes so I have um I'm optimistic for the show. I just, it's kind of the same thing. So it does get a little boring after like the first two episodes. That's fair. It is an episodic, like murder mystery of a week series. So like I, they definitely keep the formula the same for every episode. Um, Shiv, what do you think? Yeah, um, I have watched a lot on Peacock and I would say that this is definitely one of their stronger shows. Um I haven't watched Yellowstone, which is on my list, but I know that's a really good one too. Uh, but in terms of a scripted drama series, and also because I'm a fan of Ryan Johnson, I kind of went into this with pretty high expectations, which I'm sure a lot of people will. And because of that, I felt like they were met, but I don't think they were exceeded. And I think that that's kind of where I'm at in these four episodes. Uh, I actually have a, the opposite opinion of, of Rhythm that I thought the first episode was pretty slow to get to the point. And once it did, I was like, okay, I see where we're going, but I'm not really quite sure that I'm going to like it. And it was the variety of the middle America Americans that we got to meet that made me appreciate it versus Adrian Brody's character in the first episode. 
Um, I have to agree with Shiv. I, I actually didn't really like the first episode. I adore Natasha Leone. I could literally watch her talk to a paper bag and be like, this is art. So like, I, <laughs> it's so like the first episode, I, she just has so much chemistry and it just felt like the combination, like I appreciated her backstory. I just didn't, it, it didn't suck me in. I do appreciate, I think cause I knew it was a episodic serial type show I expected it to be a new like murder mystery every episode and I kind of like the way they do it with the whole like you know who does it in the beginning and then you watch her solve the mystery and like um like Shiv you mentioned you used to watch other shows on Peacock I don't know if you've watched other like murder mystery type shows like Law and Order or like Mindhunter or even it's just it's different because usually we're playing the whodunit game and I really appreciate this about Ryan Johnson's works is that we always know who does it like especially with like the Knives Out, Knives Out series but then you watch the detective like figure it out through their skill set so it come, becomes more of like a character study so I appreciate that he kept that formula it's very interesting to see his work like translated into a tv format yeah. so um I do like it I do want more but I it did exceed my like it didn't exceed my expectations, but it met it towards like the third episode. Like that's whenever I really got into it. Um, do you guys have a favorite episode so far? Because every episode has been so different and we've watched the first four. So Shiv, do you have a favorite episode yet? Yeah, I really liked the second episode. I think I'm biased because I love Megan Suri, who is a South Asian actress that was in Never Have I Ever, if you're familiar with that show. And um, I like the concept of that episode. I think it was like on its own, a really strong standalone story. Um, I think that they're all, they've all got their unique little perks, right? Because they do feature your, your everyday average human that has this impulse all of a sudden to do something bad. And I think that not, I'm not saying that everyone has had that moment in their lives, but at the same time, I think that we can all relate to the fact that we get pushed to this point where we are contemplating, you know, the bad immoral decisions. Um, and I just like seeing that against juxtaposed against the good people in um, the episodes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's actually really interesting. I think the second one was actually probably my least favorite so far. Um, but the first one, I'm on that train. I think the first one is probably my favorite. I don't know. I've, I think because the other, all of the episodes so far have really strong stories. But visually, I think the first episode was the best one for me. I really like the set design there and even like some of the costumes, like the colors were popping in that episode. And I like watching things that are both like visually entertaining, but also like have a good story. And I feel like when the first, second, the third, fourth episode, they're like, you know, they're all murder mysteries. They all play out differently in different motivations, but they are very like, similar at the end of the day in the sense that their murder mysteries and the format's the same. The first one stands out to me because it is visually the most, uh, the best episode I've seen so far and the one that really drew me in. Um, and I also think I like it because it is specifically focused on Natasha's life. And I really like, you know, seeing her, not Natasha, Charlie. Natasha's the actress. <laughs> Natasha's the queen. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, I go back and forth and calling her Natasha Lee. Yeah. She's always playing like a very similar character. So I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, so I think I really liked it because of that. It's because it is like, it is part of like Charlie's life. And I visually also really enjoyed it. Um, so I think that's why I really like the first one compared to the other three. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up the first episode because for me, the biggest thing about the first episode is it's like you figure out why she's good at what she is, right? Because she doesn't have any actual training. Um, usually murder mysteries or there's like a, like Benoit Blanc is a trained detective. Um, but, 
Charlie is just really good at poker. And her thing is that she's a human lie detector. And I was like, okay. And I actually rewatched the first episode. I'm just like, all right, it's selling me the second time. But when I was first watching it, I'm just like, that's it. She's going to be able to like pick up when someone's lying and then solve murder mysteries. But like the story is very like her. It's very compelling because she's someone who has a strong moral compass, who cares about people and just knows when someone is lying. And she even says, she's like, it's not helpful. It's not when I'm playing poker. But then you see her watch, like you see how it, her like journey through like, you know, trying to run away from, um, Benjamin Bratt's character, who looks great, by the way, he ages very well. Um, in that process, she like meets all these people and then just picks up on when they're lying and then goes from there. So I thought that like the first episode is really important in the sense that like you get an understanding of like why did this person became a detective. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about it because I was like back and forth because it's like usually when it comes to murder mysteries, it's a highly trained detective. But here she is as like an everyday person. So do you guys feel like the backstory was strong enough, at least in the first episode? Should you yeah. guess her first? Um, I would love to see a flashback episode that kind of tells us how she got Ooh. this, you know? Um, I don't know how they can incorporate that into the current story because it's working very chronologically as she like mm-hmm. drives through all these states. But um, I, when I first found out what the her tell or her her skill was I think it was more so a gimmick for me and then once you actually see her interact with people and um you realize it's just social skills right it's just being Mm -hmm. able to read people um as a wedding photographer I feel like that is something I also have a very great skill of because I've just dealt with so many different types of people so you just meet them not that I'm judging them but you just have a really good way in reading people right um and it tells you so much about them without actually having to like talk to them and I think that that's um something that I could relate to with her character and why it stopped being a gimmick and more so just like, okay, well, it's actually a lot more understandable that a regular person like this could detect why people are doing these immoral crimes than a detective that's, you know, highly trained. A gimmick is a good word for it because like, I like so many, so many detective shows because like there's a whole like genre of this, like psych, bunk, they always have a gimmick. So that's like a really good word to say, but it doesn't feel gimmicky. Like they're very good at just seamlessly putting it in. Um, I'd like, how do you feel about that? Because I feel like you, because you do notice that it's like a serialized episodic same format. Do you feel like it's obvious that it's gimmicky or do you feel like it works naturally with what's going on? I actually think it works quite naturally. And I think her personality is one of the reasons what makes the show like so good the way it is, is the way she like puts things together. Plus also like the more I think about it, like the show does really well at just showcasing like the average, you know, like the average person in their daily lives. And then when you put in a character like Natasha it doesn't feel gimmicky to me like it just feels like she's good at what she does and it's just really interesting to see like just an everyday person be able to like solve crimes and put these things together and just her um just when she's on screen I'm really drawn into it so I don't know if that answered the question but yeah it just feels very natural to me and it could be (laughs) the acting um but yeah she's just very charming and just a blast. <laughs> yeah. I love that, like, every episode there's, like, new characters because watching her work with everyone has been so much fun. Yeah. Um, I know, like, the biggest draw for me was the cast because it's stacked. I will say, like, the first four episodes I was expecting for um, certain people, but they haven't come up yet I've, it's to keep us watching, I know, because, like, we have, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, Stephanie Sue, Jamila Jamil, like, all these people. So I can't wait to see her interact with all these people. But watching her, like, with Chloe Chevy and... Um, Megan Surrey, even all of these um, actresses that we've seen so far, she just works so well with everyone she works with. 
Uh, do you guys have a favorite interaction yet? Because I really liked her in the second, her third episode, all the interactions she had with those characters were so fun. I really liked her with Hong Chao. Like I was, I didn't know Hong Chao was in it, but I really liked her. I want Hong Chao's character to come back. Like outside of <laughs> um, outside of Charlie, I think Hong Chao's character is probably my favorite so far. So I, I really like that interaction. They just like played off each other so well. And also just like Hong Chao's character is very funny. Yeah, and yeah. she, I feel like she got chipped. We, like, didn't get enough time with her by any means. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. They didn't even, like, go back to her after they found out that she wasn't the, you know? Like, oh, I was like, okay, we couldn't get another cameo again? Oh, like, no, I don't get I it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say that <laughs> um, I think it's, like, this really, I think only Ryan Johnson could bring together all of these types of people. It almost feels like you are playing a board game with different people in every yeah. episode. And that, that's what kind of makes it feel like you're part of the story somehow like connected into this because there's always like one of these actors in these episodes that like you've either seen in something and connected with, and that's why you're intrigued or obviously they're like baiting you to watch the rest of the series so that you can watch <laughs> some of your favorite actors. And also it's like this weird fever dream, right. Of like putting them in this murder mystery type of um, synopsis, because a lot of these actors don't, don't really go into those types of movies, right. They're really heavy drama actors um mm-hmm. and it's really fun seeing them them like have this entire other aspect inside to them um as an actor i think that's like the best part about this series is like the versatility that they show um if mm-hmm. i had a favorite so far uh definitely just charlie i think she holds her own and is just great on her i like I, I don't know what i was gonna expect out of natasha leon's character but she just nails it um and I also wouldn't mind if Benjamin Bratt was chasing me. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's aging hello? like timeline. Yeah. Like, he looks so good. <laughs> like, you know, not a day over Mr. Um, I don't know if I have a, a favorite like other character though. I think they're all just kind of hitting in their storylines really well. I really liked Lil Rel's character in the third yeah. episode. Hilarious. Uh-huh. He he also doesn't have like a typecast in every movie, but he just gets the comedy right in every single role that he's in. Like I've never yeah. seen him miss. So. What I really loved about the Little Roll episode was um, how, like, it was okay. So again, spoilers because you know, talking about the first pair of episodes, that like at least like with the second and the third was like, or the fourth was like, okay, um, you didn't expect them to be this mastermind planner. Like they just kind of ended up doing this. But with Little Roll, there was like this like actual elaborate plan because like he was in on it with a wife. I can't remember her name. And I just this is going back to the whole like everyday person um, storyline that's going on with this, which I really actually really love about this show, Mm -hmm. that there's this theme of traveling the U.S., this everyday person, Americana type theme of how normal people can, you know, commit crimes, be murderers, and like, you know, be caught up in this. Usually with Ryan Johnson, there's like this theme of the elite and wealthy, and there's this eat the rich theme. So I I was, I don't know if I was expecting that, but like, I guess with the cast, and especially with the first episode, because really, right, like, it was just so beautiful, like Vegas with all the money. I just expected it would just be that theme of like, oh, you're going to be dealing with the rich and powerful and they're going to be committing murders. But like now that she's traveling around the country, like on the lamb, you're just meeting these everyday people, barbecue farmer, like barbecue, like restaurant owners. And they're pl- planning these elaborate, like, you know, murders. And it's like, wow, you just it's a very interesting choice by Ryan Johnson to go from what like a Knives Out project that literally Glass Onion just came out to do this and it really just shows I, I really appreciate that he went for this 
Uh, it also just shows like the like darker side of like the American person too, because like that third episode definitely you know had themes about like what it's really like to be in the South. And so far, like I feel like the future episodes are probably gonna be talking about that as well. Yeah, I really um, I think after the first episode, my favorite would probably be the third. And one of the reasons I appreciated the third was just like the realism of like the political commentary. You know, like specifically with whether it be the dog or like what you hear on the radio or. Um, you know, certain, certain dynamics that were going on there. I think I really appreciated the third episode for that. Cause you definitely pick up on it and it's to some extent, like it can be funny, like, you know, calling the dog fascist or something, but then you realize like, that's the lived experience of like these people who are in Texas. And it's really crazy when you like, when you, when you grow up in a completely different environment, like you hear about it, but I think it's really important to see um things like that depicted in media because like you said you know it's an americana theme and so it has to stay true to the setting so i think that's why i think that's what makes like the third episode also stand apart is like Mm -hmm. just the realism of the experience in texas (laughs) yeah i also think that in the first actually everything minus the first episode the um the victims of every single one they all had these like dreams and aspirations to become something mm-hmm. else to better themselves in some way. Right. In the, in the second one, um, I forget his name. I don't know the actor's name. Yeah. Either. The subway subway guy. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I really felt for him because he's also a TikTok star. And I was just like, but like, obviously he, you know, he wins a lottery and he wants to like further his life in that capacity. And also even on TikTok, he's trying to like change and better his life. And mm-hmm. in the third one, the guy wants to, the, the pit master wants to become vegan and again, change his life. Um, and that fourth one, um, remind me what the fourth one is. The heavy metal metal guy i felt for the drummer because he's the one that like really admired that song yeah exactly yeah even though though this song ends up being copyrighted anyway um but he used used fast food um fast food sayings to write the lyrics which is genius by the way yeah. Genius. That's how yeah. we come up with our next username. Is just looking at yeah, two exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I really liked that theme that was consistent so far with just those episodes. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. going to continue further on into the series, but um, moving on from that first um, episode, I do feel like that is that like needle and thread that has now like stayed through the entire series so far. Yeah. Well, so there's also like that backstory that she is being chased. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel very, I kind of forgot she was being chased. Like I was like, and I think, I think in the fourth episode he comes back and I'm like, oh yeah, she's being chased across the country. Do you like, are you, how invested are you in that part? Like, cause I could watch her just travel across country solving murders, like the way she's going. Um, and I know she eventually has to get caught, but like, I am okay with her not being like, I don't need to, I don't need a finality of that storyline <laughs> by the end. I don't know. How, I don't know how long the show is going to last, but we have 10 more. We have like six more episodes. So how do you guys feel about that running storyline? <laughs> okay. Because I really like the first episode. I'm very yeah. invested in the chase. <laughs> okay, um, very fair. Happy. <laughs> That's yeah. so interesting. That is so interesting. No, 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 like, like, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's super interesting because like I really was invested in the first episode and what was established there and so I was waiting for it to connect back like I did enjoy seeing you know the journey that she went on and the different people she met I was like oh when is like when is it going to come back like Mm -hmm. you can't just you can't just like leave it off there so I'm very invested in that I'm I don't think there has to be like personally for me I'm not expecting like some big dramatic ending out of it but I do hope that you know like 
it, it the way the sorry however it ends it just ends well like that's all you know like it makes sense like the ending makes sense it's something that's like a little satisfying for kind of I think one of the reasons you're I'm personally invested in it is because it is the first episode and they made it to be like this big grand thing rather than like weaving it in like oh halfway through or something mm-hmm. so you kind of have this like I kind of have this expectation like they're gonna handle it well and so that's why I'm really interested to see like how they handle it and what path they go down like whether she'll be arrested or you know maybe she'll outplay him I don't know do you feel like with the episodic nature of the show the story is following that storyline are you happy with how the story is progressing in that sense um it's definitely slow like it kind of reminds me sometimes when you know when you watch an MCU show and they're like there's a storyline progressing but they're not doing it enough but you know I I feel like I have hope. Like, I don't think, I don't know. It's a little difficult. I'm interested to see how it develops, but I don't have much thoughts on like how it's going to go. I just hope however it's done, it's done well. Um, Cause so far I am like enjoying the episodic nature, but when you, for me, like if you're going to introduce something like so big at the first one, like it should have a strong payoff at the end. So I do have high expectations for how it might end in the sense that, you know, I hope it's something big and grand, but um, yeah, I, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I think I like I'm my own theory but go ahead (laughs) um I uh I agree in that like I don't think they're weaving it in properly enough for people to be vast like massively invested in it right like it's just kind of popped up like here and there in these last three episodes so then you almost do forget that he is chasing her um other than the fact that she is dealing with like bodily situations that are happening to her or um a mental state maybe that's you know she's in because she knows that she's being chased like in that fourth episode when she's on tiktok um she her video goes viral you know um that's that to me was like a really good callback to the fact that like oh like she probably is now in her mind about being chased because like Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't have thought about that because she this guy has not appeared since episode two um so I think that they maybe hopefully should do a better job into weaving it into the rest of the series um and obviously leading up to some climax point um in episode like eight or nine I'm sure it's gonna happen of you know something big but yeah, I don't really have high just, hopes. <laughs> yeah, and we were discussing this too because like shows like Kaleidoscope have been out that like uh, the episodes, at least the first four episodes, you could watch them in any order as long as you watch like the first one first because that seems very important. But I feel like because now every episode is going to come out week to week, it's going to build on that storyline. I feel like the first four episodes where you two like get kind of familiar with what the show is it about, like shows about. Um, but now that we have to like wait for every week, I feel like they're going to be trying to build things up because the fourth episode definitely left on a cliffhanger of like, oh no, now she's running again. He's right behind her. Um, let's see what happens in the next episode. So I do feel like they are trying to build it hopefully better. Um, it gave me the idea, like it kind of reminded me of like going back to the gimmick expression that like usually the character has like a thing that makes him a detective. And that's why the first episode was as elaborate as it was, because there was like, okay, this is the character, this is their th- backstory, and now they have a reason to run. So now we're just going to watch them on adventures. So I felt like that's what they were trying to establish with the first episode. So whenever you do see Benjamin Bratt at the fourth episode, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we are supposed to care. So like, it's hard to tell what they want us to care about and what they want us to focus on. <laughs> so yeah. I'm interested to see what they do with the fifth episode, because I think how that ends and how that story progresses with Benjamin Bratt. Um, we'll say more about what the future holds. Uh, I can't remember Adrian Brody's character's name, but his father is a big deal. So that reminds me because like his father is the one that 
met Charlie, gave her the job. She even mentions in the first episode a few times that, like, I can't mess up. Your father's going to, like, you know, he'll, he he won't give me another chance. And the first episode ends with her talking to Adrian Brody's dad. And I feel like he's going to be a big character. Like, there's the cast is sacked, but I know he's going to be, like, a very, like, heavyweight actor. And I he has to come back at some point because that's who Benjamin Brown is working for. That's who she's running from. So... I'm interested to see that reveal. I'm interested to see that interaction. I think that's the one part that I'm most interested in from the first episode. It's like, once she meets the father, what that's going to be like. So I hope that's probably going to happen. Definitely, like, episode 10, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I have a question um, for you guys. Do you think this show is going to be the type of show where, you know, every single person that she's done wrong, they're all going to come together at the end, and they're going to be recruited by, like, the dad or something to be like, hey, you wronged me. Like, do you think they're going to follow that cliche like format? Like a suicide squad? Like Marvel? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope it, I hope it does come back, because I actually read that Megan Shuri is in three episodes. So Oh. Yeah. Which is confusing, because everyone else is in one episode. So I'm like, well, how is she going to come back? Maybe they break the, um, you know, the format that they're doing about mm-hmm. how every episode is a mystery and then somehow they become interconnected like a love actually but for murder mysteries <laughs> of like yeah. you just yeah. bring all these people yeah. into the universe <laughs> um but I, I i would love to see something like that i think that it would mm-hmm. maybe you know um heal Ridley's problem of like seeing it so formulaic and like yeah. it would be a nice change of pace too for the story mm-hmm. but um i i don't know I would love I would love to see Hong Chao, like you said, again, come back yeah. and like be the one that helps her through something again. Like I think that'd be mm-hmm. a really cool callback. Yeah. I think like a better way to like do it is like everyone who that she helped comes back. Well, not like everyone so far, because a lot of her people that she helped unfortunately had to pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so but, like Hong Chao could come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Um, but I, I was gonna say what was I gonna say? Um I feel like the heavyweights of like the um, cameos are still up up and coming. So I would really love to see the storylines. I, I also just like love how unique every storyline is. Like the first one was very like quintessential. Okay. You're like at a rest stop, you have a car problem. Um, you get subway. <laughs> like those are the workers, you know, at the gas station, but the second one with the barbecue place, the third one with the rock band. So I'm really interested and excited to see like the way they have depicted America so far. Like, and yeah. the way with the actors that are coming up, what they're going to do with the future storylines. So I will say I'm more excited about the episodic episodes and the mysteries for the future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see how it ends, but I'm also like just excited about the new adventure that she's going to be on. Um, yeah. And I think it's it probably reads- because... Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it just, it reads like a book to me um, in that, you know, each chapter is obviously, again, a self-contained story. And mm-hmm. I really like the way that he plays with time. Uh, because yeah. obviously as an audience member, you are finding out the murder from the murderer's perspective most of the time in the starts of the episodes. And then it kind of forays into um, where Natasha fits, sorry, Charlie fits into this story um, in the timeline. And then also how she then uncovers, again, peels back these layers, glass onion, to mm-hmm. um, to get to that uh, solution or, you know, who, who, who done it kind of thing. Um, even though you already know who done it, it's more of just like how this person is so like new to the situation and how she's kind of figuring it out. Yeah. So and the way that they do that is really, really, I think yeah. the best part. I, I really love that part. I, Cause I really love the fact that we're not focused on like figuring out the murder. We're just kind of focused on reading the character like she is. 
Um, and I really like that because I, I guess like comparing it to other episodic serial shows, because there's so many murder mystery shows that exist on TV. Like I couldn't even name them all, but like usually either they follow the format of like um, Mayor of Easton where it's like one murder mystery, you're solving it the whole series and it's like a limited series or it's like an episode, like a law and order type episode. Every episode is like a new case. So I love that the show is kind of a combination of both where you already know it's a character study, but there's like this background constant story. And I like... I like how he kind of diverted the tropes of this format. So I really appreciate, like, I know it's episodic and the format's the same, but I feel like it's still different. And this is why I like the show, because not only is it a great study of America, but it's also like this kind of like flipping the script of the murder mystery genre, essentially, uh, especially because it's a female character. And she has no male partner. And like, to me, that really stood out because like even Marvel always has like a female partner, Law and Order, there's always like a male partner, like here's Natasha Lyonne doing it by herself every time. So I don't know if you guys noticed that, but for me, that really stood out that she was always by herself. Even if she's like a side character, it's still her solving every mystery. So I don't know yeah. if you guys have thoughts on that. I thought like for the representation of her females, I was like, that's pretty powerful, especially these days. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really nice to like see just, you know, a female on screen and like just kind of doing what she knows and kind of um, going through the, sorry, going through the ins and outs of it. I also want to add like visually some parts, sometimes the aesthetic reminds me so much of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or like a Tarantino film. I don't know why, but I'm watching it and like the colors and like the design that's used, it was just giving me Tarantino. Anyways, that's like totally kind of off the rocks the other thing i also wanted to discuss is what you're talking about like specifically focused on how she's solving the case because i think that's where the show does stand out even though it's formulaic i really like the way that it 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 sort of serves itself as a character study but also as a whodunit when it's focusing on natasha and her solving the case and less of like the murder motivations because sometimes i feel like when I was watching the show, it was kind of hard for me to pick up on, like, why the murder happened, but I was, like, so convinced about the murder because the way she solved it and explained things and, like, seeing her going through the journey was definitely, like, the highlight of it rather than, like, figuring out, like, you know, the people involved in it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I noticed that with, he does that with Knives Out as well, like, the series. Yeah. Like, you kind of know what happened. Sorry, um, Shabella, to talk to I... But I noticed that, like, he focuses more on, like, who and why. And, like, when that is out, he was trying to figure out who, like, hired him. And in the second one, we're trying to figure out who actually, like, killed Andy, not, like, um, uh, whatever his, the other guy's character. Drax's character. <laughs> the actor that plays Drax, his character in the last second. <laughs> that guy is murderer. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I definitely noticed the the single female doing her her badass. Oh, sorry, I can't say that. Um, I, I definitely noticed the single female doing doing an amazing job by herself, um, and just again holding her own, not needing someone to balance her out. She does a great job of just completely overtaking every scene that she is in. I think. Um, and I, and I just really like the balance again of having her solo scenes with these like, again, very talented actors that she gets to play off of. And I wonder how much of the show is improv because of that. Like, that's something that mm-hmm. definitely came across my mind of like, she's so good, good at what she does that like, yeah, really did question. she just kind of like riff onto this because she just can, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's why you, you get Natasha Leon to do something like this because she yeah. has the ability to do that. Um, but I, I don't, I can't imagine anyone else in this role. Um, even I was like trying to think like who could, who could have played her, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I can't even think of 
a, a male person that could to do it this well. Like it's just so, so good. Um, but I hope that that doesn't change throughout this. Like I hope that one of the, one of the formulaic episodes doesn't have her meeting someone. And unfortunately maybe they might die, but like her meeting someone and like her liking them, you know, um, I kind of just want it to be like solo dolo the entire way. Um, no, I really do think the role was written for her because it's just, it's so her, it's just, it's just her hanging out with people solving mysteries. So I feel like it was made for her. I was like, the show's pretty funny too. There was like times where I laughed out loud and I'm just like, there's someone died, but why am I laughing? But she, it's just because she's just so comical, her timing. And I wonder if she did improv because you're right. It's just very much naturally her. So I wouldn't be surprised if he let her improv. Um, this is a really good question. Do you guys feel like there's like a running theme going on? Cause we've talked about the whole Americana. We've talked about the whole like everyday person and like the morality of it. Do you see a theme going on right now? Do you think you need to watch more episodes before you get into it? Um, kind of going back to Shiv's thing. Um, I feel like one of the themes I saw that was running through was just like the idea of fate, but like right timing too. Like one of the episodes that really stood out to me was that was like, for example, the dog, if she didn't find the dog, like, who knows if she would have gone back or not, you know, like, so like things like that, like there's the little things that like really exemplify to me, like one of the running themes here is just this like idea of, you know, like you're an average, you, you like, you're, she's just a person who's like traveling through, but you know, sometimes things just kind of fall into place like for an average person and it can allow you to do something that like you never anticipated before. So I think the idea of sort of like right right moment right time or something um and fate is something that's kind of standing out to me along with just like yeah how americana yeah no that's right because like in the second episode with hong chao's character she just happened to meet her she was happened mm-hmm. like she was the one that was framed and that's why she got invested same with the third episode like she just happened to be a, like be a merch girl it's like these are just like things that like happened to her <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, she's on the lamb and running from a being, you know, a convicted murderer. Yeah. So yeah, fate is definitely I didn't think I didn't think about it that way. So interesting. Yeah. I would say the other really strong one is morality and just, you know, the obvious that happens in so many super movies is good versus evil, who deserves justice and why, you know? Um, and especially because they're everyday Americans, you're wondering like you know, would I, would I think like that if I was in his shoes and I had this really successful barbecue business and my brother all of a sudden selfishly wanted to, you know, opt out, mm-hmm. um, when we built this together, you know, but, uh, that's, that's life. Things change and your desires change. And that's the, the, the best part about this once again is the relatability to human nature. Um, because it feels so grounded, even though it feels, uh, you know, out of this world at the same time that you can't imagine yeah. these things happening. It's like, this is, this is everyday life for people. Mm-hmm. especially like in the third episode of this hit because like I was thinking about like the um Chloe's character I forget the character's name Ruby something I think the yeah. band member's name I was, was. I was gonna say Rumpus yeah. but that's the name of Rumpus <laughs> is the name Christmas <laughs> <laughs> episode happening right now like um, but like she was I felt like more than wanting a hit she just didn't want to have to like she was like literally haunted by the fact that they had this hit song that their drummer wrote and the idea of it happening again, like was drove her into madness. In a way I like kind of related to her. I'm like, yo, I would do the same thing. If I had to play the same song over and over again that I never got the rights to and then I watched it happening to me again, I would be like, no way. I'm going to stop from this from happening. So in a way, I'm not saying it's like relatable to the like antagonist by any means, but it just kind of really shows you that like the everyday person can be immoral, can be evil, can do something 
in a way that like, you know, it doesn't come from a malicious place. Like it could be malintent, but like the second episode, the guy is a straight up incel. (laughs) Like he's doing nothing with his life. He's trying to like, you know, take Megan Shuri to Hawaii, but like he literally just pushed the guy off because he, you know, won the lottery and he's just like, no, this should be my chance. Um, The second episode is more calculated, but like these are just everyday people who are like acting on a whim um, just because like life was too hard for them. It's, it kind of like gives you like a new idea of like who a murderer could be. They're not all these like very rich elite people trying to get like millions and billions of dollars. They could just be someone trying to like get the like, change your situation of, you know, trying really hard, but it's not working out for them. So yeah. I think um, that Ryan Johnson does a good job of making their murders justifiable, not justifiable, obviously no murder is justifiable, but he rationalizes them, right? Yeah. He makes it so that you as a, again, as a regular person can be like, okay, I get it, <laughs> but I wouldn't yeah. do it that way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and going back to like what we were saying before, like his, the way his style is very Quentin Tarantino. I really love that about Ryan Johnson because I actually like wrote down all the stuff he's done. He did the recent screen movie. He's done Glass Sunny and Knives Out, but he did Rogue One and he did The Last Jedi. And Loopers, which is one of my favorite. Break is also a great um, heist movie. Um, and Brothers Bloom is a heist movie. But they all have such a different aesthetic. And they're so different from this show. So it's like a real testament to the director himself that he can like stylize it to be this like Americana, Quentin Tarantino. Um, what was the other movie you mentioned? The Brad Pitt one? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, vibe. So, like, I really do enjoy the aesthetic of the show, like, the show that he's created. He's adapted really well to TV. I think this is his first TV show, and I'm, like, really impressed at how well he did. And the score. It's hard to really from movie to TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was saying that I really like the score, too. I feel like it fits oh, yeah. really well with the, the aesthetic of the color grading and um, the mm-hmm. fact that she's traveling through all of these, like, I don't want to say podunk. I don't know if that's accurate, yeah. but like, just, you know, I wanted her to go to like the Northeast. Like I was thinking of like future things. And I'm just like, I want her to go to Florida. I want her to go to like the East coast. I want it's her to, far go drive. to the <laughs> Yeah. Right now. Just, like, go to the other parts of America. Cause I feel like that, like if I, maybe not like the, maybe not like new England, but like Florida would be hilarious. Ohio would be hilarious. <laughs> just like the Midwest would be a great place for her to like explore as well i think she kind of yeah. did in the last episode but like she could really get into like indiana there's some crazy crimes there <laughs> like so specific. what did indiana do to you dude jeez yeah. I Chicago <laughs> so like you never know <laughs> but just like to explore america because like, i do is i appreciate like the west coast nature but i'm just like there's a lot like they're, they, they could get into the crime with the rest of the world like the rest of the country that'd be really fun too west west coast best coast though you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> i agree i guess she went to the south right like like that was the second episode or third episode she went to the south yeah. sort of, so southwest maybe that's um, for yeah. the next season though you know like she hits halfway oh, point or, like, not even yeah. i'm glad you brought that up do you think there's going to be more seasons because i, I wouldn't mind there being more seasons of the show I think it's a little hard to tell since we haven't even seen half the show yet. Like, I don't know how it's going to end. So I can't really, like, like say, like, you know, if they keep the same consistent format of, like, she just goes and, like, solves murders, like, I could see there being a second season. But if it's, like, something that's, like, you know, if everything that we've seen so far, like, connects towards the end and there's, like, a bigger story going on, you know, with whatever happened in the first episode, I'd it, it's interesting to see, like, what they would do in the second season. So it, it's a little difficult to tell, like, how they'd approach it since we don't know how it ends yet. 
Yeah, but the possibilities, though, I feel like are endless, right? Like I said, it's yeah. just like this mix and match of like getting whatever actor he wants to like join this series. Um, I think that, like I said, because it's, I feel like one of Peacock's stronger shows, it should get a second season if they're smart that it should. Mm-hmm. Also, having Ryan Johnson on the roster on a Peacock TV show, like that's great money for them. So I think yeah. that it's like smart decision after smart decision, you know? So right. I think that they'd really have to get a really good cliffhanger in the end of this season mm-hmm. to make people mm-hmm. want to continue because if they, I, I also think it should be like parentheses, right? Like where in that first episode we got Adrian Brody's situation. Like, I think that they're obviously ending it with that, but then giving us a new big bad so that we know mm-hmm. that that's the person that's maybe chasing her. Or that's again, maybe a backstory that we get into her life. It's all flashback episodes or something, you know, like something like that would be um, viable, but I don't know if just continuing these murders would be like yeah. the way to go. And unless they completely lead into the episodic nature of the show, which is like yeah. Peacock doesn't have that. I will mm-hmm. say like, I, because we keep bringing up the other strong shows like um the resort is another show that i think i believe we both watched and like i think that was really strong but that was a limited series and it's like i don't think peacock does like serial episodic seasons and i'm just like if they wanted to i feel like they could so i guess like my selfish nature is like i think he they should do season two because like if they really wanted to make this into like an episodic serial show like i mean every other like um streaming platform has one peacock would do it with this one if they really wanted to but it depends on ryan johnson i feel like he's so busy that it would be really hard for him to do a whole nother season so we'll see um because i'm sure knives out three is coming out um but it w- i would love for them to keep going with this because i feel like they've really tapped into like an unexpected like hit in a way with the episodic nature of this um yeah any other thoughts or like um things before we like wrap up soon I don't know. I, I don't like predicting stuff. I kind of like seeing how it's written out. Oh. Is there, like, because there's such a stack cast. I know I have, like, a bunch of people that I'm really excited for. Who are you, like, most excited for still? Because we still have six episodes, and we still have, like, a bunch of people still coming into the show. I'm just excited to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? Like, I also think, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Ryan Johnson are, like, such a great team. So I, would, I really, I cannot wait to see what he's going to do. I need to see him on screen. He better not be, like, voicing something again. Like, a <laughs> no, I think he's actually on screen. Okay, that's, oh, yeah, he was in the trailer with me. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm wow. so excited to see Stephanie Sue. I just, I really want to know. Okay, so I, I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter trend, but, like, everyone was, like, naming their ideal audience for, like, the third installment of Knives Out. And I swear Stephanie Sue was on everyone's list. So the fact that she was on, like, in Brian Johnson's, like, next show, I was just like, oh, my God. This is literally, like, the manifestation of everyone's, like, um, fan cast for Knives Out 3. Yeah, I'm excited to see her, too. I don't really know anyone else who's coming in, though. Like, who are the other Yeah, I just with? Googled it. I can tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you're good. Uh, Jamila Jamil. Very excited mm-hmm. to see that. Um, yeah. You have, I don't know who this is, David Castaneda. Don't know. Sorry. Um, uh, I, I from Umbrella Academy, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's very attractive. So, sure, I'm no, excited yeah, to see him. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. JGL. <laughs> We already mm-hmm. talked about him. Um, Charles Charles Melton, who was oh, in Riverdale. Oh, he's from Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, forgot, I forgot that he was going to be in this too. Yeah. Also, once again, attractive. So I'm excited to see him. Oh, um, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> we was saw him. Sex Lives of College Girls. No, was he? 
No, that's the other yeah. one. I would love that. I would have loved that. Yeah, would have been that a great choice. Yeah. <laughs> As I, I, I actually talked about that. I want more Asian men in, I think he's half, but I want more Asian men in sex lives, college girls. Anyway, sidebar. Yeah. Um, but Louise Guzman, Ron mm-hmm. Perlman, um, Tim Meadows, yeah. Stephanie, um, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see what Jamila's character is going to be. I want to know if she's good or bad. I think that's the other cool part is that you don't know uh-huh. how they're affiliated, you know, like they could be yeah. villains and heroes, you know? So that's interesting. Mm. And going back to the, like, cause we're talking about like, and we had quite a diverse cast list. I do appreciate the fact that like, cause they're showing America, it's a pretty diverse cast. Like maybe like the representation could be better here and there, but at least they're showing diverse stories. Like Megan Shree just existing and being a goth girl. I was like, yes, this is what I want. I want more <laughs> South Asian goth girl just existing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's true. That's also something I noticed. Cause I was like the first, like, that's what I think also what made the third episode so strong is the fact that like, you know, it was, um, it was like, it wasn't, it was like two black people in the lead. Like it was, um, so I appreciate also like the diversity within the cast and he made very intentional to do that because like everyone says America is a melting pot. So mm-hmm. it is important to have that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was just saying it could be like the fourth episode. I was just like, ah, oh, this is like a lot more white people than usual. <laughs> like I just noticed that. I was just like, wow, this is a, cause I mean, it was, you know, like in the, a metal band in the middle, in the Midwest. So I was like, ah, yeah. okay. This makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think it's also, again, a, a balancing act of trying to portray diversity and um, their lived experiences within the diaspora of people that we have here, but also, I'm sorry, also making it relatable to a point where you can still understand why she wanted to steal the song from this guy, right? Like, that's, a again, impulsive human nature type of thing, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, no, and I would love to see like Natasha Leone interact with Stephanie Sue because um, I know she's gonna be great with Jessica Gordon Levitt, but I just like just being with those like type of personalities. I'm really excited for her to see what they're gonna do with that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited that they picked Natasha Leone for it. I don't know if you guys saw the show Russian Doll, but she kind of has a similar like type of vibe, and this is like even better. So, yeah, I'm just I, any like kind of cast and how they're like set up, I'm excited for so. Any other thoughts, any other predictions about the show? Anything that you guys want or don't want? Either of you, whoever can go first. (laughs) I feel like we kind of touched on that in the beginning, right? It's like, it'll be interesting to see how it ends, like how much of the first, how much of the overarching storyline will play into it or will it be more of an episodic nature? I think I'm just interesting to see like how it plays out in that sense. Um, How much are they going to stick to the format or how much are they going to start? retracting and connecting it to bigger things i think that's what mm-hmm. i'm most curious to see how it plays out but no yeah. not really any predictions yet very fair um i would love to see a ryan johnson cameo <laughs> i know it's a very specific yeah. ask but yeah. um how natasha leone was a or oh my god how charlie was a cameo in um, glass onion i thought that that was like a good like little connecting you know dot for this one yeah did you guys also notice that like i think at the the first episode the guy that plays like benoit blocks like side character and the guy that plays his the random guest in um why am i blanking on the name uh in glass onion the whole, in glass onion he's also the officer in the first episode uh, we'll 
Yeah. No, I saw. Google I know who you're talking about because I saw a recent <laughs> yeah. video about like he's, in the first episode, he's the one that's like really excited about the Knives Out theory author, and then the second episode, he's like the random house guest that's just like hanging out. I don't know if you guys knew that they were both the same character. So I didn't know that Ryan Johnson loves Easter eggs and cameos like this. But like since Knives Out and since this show, I've just like started picking up on the fact that maybe a lot of these cast people are going to be in his like third Knives Out installment. So I'm really excited to see how this cast and like this show is going to like tie in with Knives Out and future Ryan Johnson projects. Because I feel like he has like a running theme going on now. Yeah. yeah, I don't need it necessarily. Like, I don't think it all needs to right. connect. But like, I just yeah. like the cameos. I think they're fun. You know, it gives like again people some, something to get excited about. You know. Yeah, but I, I I agree. Like, I don't need it. I just like I appreciate the fact that it's happening, and I just want to note yeah. it. Yeah, he's the one that whenever like Natasha Leone goes and looks for um, Dash's character. Her I think her name's Natalie. Her like friend that passes away. She's just like he's the police officer. It's like, don't worry, we got this. That he's like a reoccurring actor in all of Ryan Johnson's like performances. So whenever I saw him for some episode, mm. I'm like, of course you're here. You've been in every movie so far of his. Yeah. That's like <laughs> that one guy in Sam Raimi's movies. I don't yeah. know his name, but you know, same thought. <laughs> <laughs> they really love the same actors. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts or anything before we leave? Because if I forgot something, if you guys wanted to talk about anything. No. Yeah. I'm excited to see how this plays out. I really think it's a strong show. Um, mm-hmm. And also very accurately timed with what's trending right now. Like everyone really loves, I mean, even last year in theaters, we got a ton of murder mystery movies. Um, we also got that one Apple TV plus series that was a murder mystery that's getting a second season. So I think Where's that this is just like a genre. What's it called? Is it search party or like um, not search party? After Something party. party. After yeah, party. After there we party. go. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, which is obviously, yeah, that's way more comedic, I think, than these ones. Yeah. But like, um, it's just really nice seeing um, ensemble cast. First of all, that's one really major trending thing is seeing big ensemble cast um, movies, TV, um, and also this genre that's like obviously very exciting for a lot of people because we all play escape rooms or we all like the anticipation of a murder mystery. So I think that it's like a really good combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, I also noticed that too, like there was a lot of whodunit films last year, like in the genre. So it's really interesting. And it's like nice to see like it being, I don't, I don't watch probably as much TV as you guys do. So it's like my first, like really like episodic, um, murder mystery show I'm watching minus one my dad used to watch one on Netflix but it was actually based on real life cases so I don't I don't remember what it was called though but yeah like I think it's really interesting to see like the current trend of how many like more whodunit films and shows we're getting so I'm excited to see how it plays out and it's crazy because that stems from like our fascination with true crime right like that's how this trend became a thing is after you see all these docs on Netflix that came up about true crime that's when Knives Out came out and mm-hmm. whenever it became obsessed with it. So yeah. I think that this takes the, the like that heavy um, nature that true crime has and kind of like makes it a little bit lighter so that everyone can consume yeah. it. And like, mm-hmm. um, that's obviously a way better way to consume <laughs> crime related yeah, yeah. fiction. <laughs> Um, it's actually funny, like, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's why I would ask both of you, because I know that Shiv watches a lot of TV shows, but I know you love film, and, like, Ryan Johnson's, like, he's, a, yeah, he's um, murder mystery, but he's a film director, so I really wanted to see, like, as a film um, enthusiast, how he adapted, and then just someone, like, just because there's so, 
not just true crime, but there's just so many murder mystery episodic shows. Like my dad watched like um, an old British murder mystery show too. So I feel like this is a nice way to like revamp it, not just like with a murder mystery Mm -hmm. genre, but like there's always like a dark nature to murder mysteries, like with Mindhunter and Two Detectives. So I like that there's like a comedy and darkness to this. Like it's realistic, but funny in a way that's like relatable and kind of also like self-reflective of like the nature of the world these days. So I'm really appreciative of what the show is trying to do because it's taking the genre that's like very well established, but doing it differently. And yeah. I really like the ensemble cast, but I like the ensemble cast changing every episode. So it's like a series. It really feels like a novel. Like it really feels like a Nancy Drew series, um, CW type show, but for adults with, <laughs> yeah. you know, more aged, attractive actors. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm really, I, I agree that this is Peacock's stronger show. And like, I'm very pleasantly surprised with it. I didn't know what I was expecting. I think I was like nervous, cautiously optimistic, but it's definitely one of my favorites so far with Peacock. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think it really speaks to Ryan Johnson's ability to, like, we've been saying to revamp the murder mystery genre. Because one of my, like, one of my biggest things that knives out is I don't like it for the way that it tells the murder mystery story. It's, like, it's very intentionally predictable, which is, like, the complete opposite of what you'd expect when you're watching a murder mystery. But the way Ryan Johnson is able to take that aspect of it and, like, flip it and be like, yeah, yeah, like, I'll make it predictable, but I'll add in, like, other things like social commentary or, like, make the characters really entertaining. And that's what makes it fun to watch is that you know it's a murder mystery but it's not actually the murder mystery that's like the strong part it's pretty much like everything else and I think that's what I really appreciate about like both the Knives Out series and you can really see it in this show by the way that it's formatted it's like it's not the murder mystery it's more of like the interactions and like the character you're following just it just happens to be set you know in a murder mystery style yeah and i feel like as a culture of being so obsessed with spoilers and not things being spoiled by easter eggs and such i love that he does this because like i know that we've we exist in marvel and dc spaces where everyone's like so obsessed with spoilers and people not talking about them but at the same time like ryan johnson literally spoils it for us by telling us who did who did it but then he's like you got but you have to watch the movie still because the rest of the movie and like the development of the characters and the point of the plot is still really important and i really mm-hmm. love that about the knives out series is because it's not a who done it we're not focused on who did it we're focused on like why and i was wondering yeah. how they're going to adapt it into a show but he did it really well in a way that i was never expecting so i'm pretty, i don't i guess i'm more pleasantly surprised about the show than i thought i would be Um, I also really sorry side note I also really like the fact that we see the story play out and then we see Natasha Leone's character part like develop into it because for the second episode I'm just like what am why am I watching these people like Mm -hmm. why should I care and then we see like oh she's been there the whole time and I love that they keep doing that in every episode that she's been there the whole time and we never knew and then we find out like it's like watching the same story over and over again but you're watching it from like different perspectives so I really like the change of POV throughout it so um, where can we find you? What are your socials? I guess I can go first. Um, my social yeah. socials are just movies with Riddy on TikTok and Instagram, and just movies with Rid on Twitter, and that's where you can find me. I'm just on TikTok at shiv s h i v dot a l r y. This is going to wrap up our episode of Temple of Geek. We want to thank everyone who tuned in today, specifically our guests for being here today. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us on Facebook or Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to TempleofGeek.com where you can find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. 
please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.